This episode of Appalachian Murder Mystery and Legend is brought to you by Carpe because life can get sweaty. Carpe was founded by heavy sweaters for heavy sweaters. Carpe creates reliable sweat control no matter where, why, or how much you sweat. We have sweat care for everywhere, even outside the gym. You should never worry about sweat. Go to mycarpe.com, that's M-Y-C-A-R-P-E.com, and take the quiz that will point you to the correct products just for you. Carpe comes with a 100% money-back guarantee, and as always, products are shipped free of charge. So check out mycarpe.com, because life can get sweaty. Appalachia. Appalachia is a very distinct word, and everybody has their own opinion of what it represents. Moreover, though, whether it's right or wrong, it stirs up images of everything from indescribable mountaintop beauty, deep forest, and cabins in the wood, to trailer parks, meth heads, extreme prejudice, and xenophobia. The fact that one word can bring up such a huge response is an owed to its far-reaching influence in society. The Appalachian Mountains are the oldest mountains in the world. They once towered 30,000 feet into the air and currently stretch from Canada through 14 states all the way to Louisiana. The inhabitants of these mountains through the many years of their existence have lived through and witnessed what can only be described as horrendous, demeaning, and even downright unbelievable history as we are now learning every day is not exactly what we've been told and what was once thought to be nothing more than fairy tale is now coming to light as truth. I often hear references to the movie Deliverance or people making funny banjo sounds when describing the Appalachians. I, being born and raised in these mountains, know that nothing in fact could be more wrong or, in some cases, more right. The history that lies in these mountains is rich and has been around longer than any place in the United States. In fact, far longer than the United States itself. We'll look into these mountains and learn about the good, the bad, and the ugly history that lies within them to this very day. Hello, I'm Larry Bentley, and this is Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, my good friends. Thank you for your time today. Those of us who have lived and dwelled in these mountains have no doubt seen things that we wonder about. Maybe a strange-looking bird or an animal that defies everything that we've been told. Heck, I myself once saw a spider that was so big it could have ate a tarantula. No idea what it was, but it was sure enough there. We've all probably seen things like that, but if we spent time in the mountains at all, Now, I know that 
not everybody out there holds a doctorate in science that in a lot of these cases would explain some things like this. I also know the meaning of suspicious as stated by the great Lieutenant Joe Kenda who says that nobody can tell you what suspicious is, but you sure know it when you see it. I would certainly be more apt to take the word of a keen woodsman who has spent a great deal of their life in outdoors over that of a school-trained individual who has their training steeped in the pages of a book. So come on in, get comfortable, and let me tell you about the Virginia Devil Monkey. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, as we saw in our very first episode, and again in the episode about Champ Ferguson, it ain't like Saltville, Virginia ain't already seen its share of history-making events. That being said, it well, it wasn't Saltville's fault they were dragged back into this one. In 1959, a couple and their daughter was driving near the town of Saltville when one night they were suddenly attacked by a large, powerful ape-like creature that attacked her car and left the big scratch marks in the side of the paint. It even continued to chase the car as they tried to get away from it. According to this couple's daughter, the beast had light taffy-colored hair with a white blaze of fur down in front of its neck and underbelly. It stood mostly on two large, well-muscled back legs and had shorter front legs. Most, just a few months later, the creature was seen again along the same stretch of road by two nurses in Saltville who were driving home from work early one morning. And again, the beast attacked her car, and it ripped a convertible top to shreds. I guess there's something this thing don't like about cars, but nobody was harmed in either attack. Probably because they were in the cars. The last encounter, well, in Saltville, that is, happened in 1994 when a road construction detour forced a woman from Ohio down a tart two-lane country road at about 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, I remember that detour well. It lasted way too long, but uh, nobody's going to listen to the hillbilly complain, are they? But as she inched her car through the night, which if you have any, ever driven any of that area, knows tricky enough without being out of state and not knowing the roads. So when I say inch, I really mean probably she was going along pretty slow. And that's also a mountain fog that develops in that area some nights that is so thick that you can barely see 10 feet in front of you. It was along the same stretch of road that she came across a horrifying monster that suddenly leaped in front of her car, of course, scaring the bejesus out of her. The beast was all black with short, sleek fur, very pointy ears, and a long, thin tail. The horrifying creature stood tall on its hind legs, reaching over six feet in the air. The torso was like that of a skinny man, yet the rear legs were like a dog. The beast's muscle rippled as it moved, she said. Luckily, the creature left and she wasn't harmed in the incident and it didn't attack her car this time. Oddly enough, for a few weeks after the incident, livestock in the area suddenly began disappearing. 
Unfortunately for Saltville, they can't be referred to as some kind of outlandish tail-weaving hillbillies and too much of their pappy's corn liquor because they're not the only folks in Appalachian who've seen the devil monkey. As it turns out, since 1923, nearly the entirety of the Appalachians are believed to be the stomping ground of what some folks call the devil monkeys. They, though, are, though they are live, live, they are said to live in the mountains. Every so often, they are seen making their way into town. They are described as between three and eight feet tall, with baboon or dog-like snouts and dark black hair. These hostile primates are said to sport long claws, pointy ears, and white hair from neck to belly in some cases. What makes these who have witnessed them so frightened is not only how out of place they appear, but that they have been reported to attack and sometimes kill small game and livestock and even dogs have been found killed by them. One of the earliest reported encounters with this monster occurred in 1934 in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. According to the reports, which were published in national newspapers, eyewitnesses described the mysterious beast that could leap across fields with lightning speed. Its ability to jump great distances of up to 20 feet, according to some accounts, have led to speculation that uh, these animals may have something in common with kangaroos that have been seen throughout the United States for decades. In 1973, famed cryptozoologist, author, and Arthur, Lauren Coleman investigated reports of three black, bushy-tailed giant monkeys that were said to have slaughtered livestock in Albany, Kentucky. Coleman mentioned at the event in an interview with Animal Planet, saying, I investigated that case in depth. I interviewed the people who were very sincere. In the whole context of Devil Monkey reports, it seemed extremely sincere. You have these reports of hairy monkey-like creatures with tails that are said to be very different from the Bigfoot. Stick around, I've got more. You're listening to Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend with Larry Bentley. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now, in 1979, there was a spate of reported encounters with a bipedal monkey-like critter known as Bigfoot, which hailed from rural Georgia. One eyewitness described it as the ugliest-looking thing I ever seen, and it had a tail, and it, it was bushy. She also claimed that it had a face kind of like a dog. These traits were all known to be devil monkey characteristics. In fact, more than a few eyewitnesses have described the beast as resembling a wild dog at a distance, which suggests that this creature may employ both bipedal and quadrupedal movement. After midnight on June 26, 1997, Deb Debbie Cross saw a strange animal outside a rural home near Duncansville, Ohio. It was three to four feet tall, hairy, and with a long arms and a short tail. As it moved away from her, it walked on its knuckles. 
In September of 2001, the small town of Danville, New Hampshire, was terrified by one of these large black primates. Fire Chief David Kimball and 11 other people witnessed this hairy beast near Pleasant Street and Kingston Street. The monkey was said to have jumped in the middle of the road, hopped around a bit, and then lunged away as Mr. Kimball drove up Kingston Road. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, Mr. Kimball said. He later described the creature as being a black monkey measuring about eight feet long from its tail to its head, hands. He said it was very woolly and dark brown all over with red hue to it. After viewing a program on the Adventure Channel, Mr. Kimball believed that he had seen a Humboldt's woolly monkey, which is native to the Amazon. Pleasant Street resident Vivian Wicker claimed to have heard the monkey hollering. It wasn't a sound I'd heard before, said Vivian. She described it as a hooting or a strange howling sound it made every couple of minutes. The residents of Danville were said to be getting very nervous about the eight-foot animal, so on September 9th, search parties were formed to seek out the devil monkey. It was never found, though it drew the attention from the national media, and a human interest story was filmed and ready to go, and ready to air, in fact, on the Today Show, but, well, apparently they forgot about it or just didn't get around to it. Some believe it was a feral monkey that was abandoned by its owner or escaped from a zoo. Since 2001, there have been no further sightings in that area, but some believe it still dwells in the safety of those Appalachian mountains. Now, being raised in these parts and hearing the stories through the years, as well as talking to some of those who claim to have seen monkeys while hunting, the story of the devil monkey didn't surprise me. I'd always heard that they came from a circus train that derailed many years ago in Appalachians, allowing primates to escape. The story goes on telling that the circus tried to find the animals, but they never located a single one. So, while researching this, sure enough, I found on February 5, 1952, near Hevington, Virginia, what became locally known as the Gorilla Train Wrecked. And that night, a broken rail derailed the northbound Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus Train, a train whose next normal stop would have been Lynchburg, Virginia, for the circus scheduled there the following weekend. The engine of the train, well, it still sits where it derailed and never moved it. Along with the normal circus animals, the train was carrying over 50 gorillas who were part of a special trapeze act. Several of the gorillas had and other animals perished in the accident, but 35 gorillas and several monkeys escaped from their wrecked cars and into the woods near Evington and, and the animals, uh, actually into the animals of local legend. Despite numerous repeated attempts to snare individual animals, officials had no success in capturing any of them, and the animals soon gained infamy with their reign of mischief throughout the Appalachian Mountains for many years to follow. I don't know if that actually explains the devil monkey, but it might lend a bit of credence to the possibility that monkeys can exist in the Appalachian Mountains. After all, monkeys are not the cute little creatures that many folks think they are. Folks, them suckers are mean. I had a cousin that had a pet monkey, and I tell you, that thing was downright obnoxious and mean. So if you indeed there are monkeys in the mountains, you may want to stay away from them and out of their way because their muscle mass is six times as dense as that of a human, and they won't mind showing it to you. That would make them 
devil monkeys in my book. There's also something that was recently came to my attention. There are reports of what folks are now calling dog man. The description of this creature is very much like the devil monkey, and I have to wonder maybe somebody got a real up-close and personal look at one of these things and realized that it would look more like a dog than a monkey. Or maybe they just thought that it did to start with. After all, the Ohio lady who came through Saltville in 1994 said that the creature she saw had the hind legs of a dog. Anyway, it sounds to me like this dog man that fine upstanding people have had many encounters with could be the devil monkey described in earlier encounters. But who knows? I'll be anxious to hear what you think. Let me know on our Facebook group. We Appalachians know the deep remoteness of these mountains and we have seen odd things within them. It wouldn't surprise me one bit to find out that a devil monkey or dog man or both truly exist. Just think about that the next time you're out in the mountains all by yourself and get that feeling we've all had of being watched. Just wonder who or what size is doing to watch it. Hope you've enjoyed our story today. If you have, please rate and review the podcast and don't forget to subscribe, please. Please go over to our Patreon page at patreon.com and search Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend and give it a look. If you'd like to join, there's several levels to do so. Or you can go over to our Facebook group, Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend podcast, where we can discuss anything Appalachian or anything else you'd like to talk about. I'll be back with another Appalachian Murder, Mystery, or Legend pretty soon, and I'll see you then. Take it easy.